the goals. The stairs, the set piece, and the debris. And it's taken! Oh, it's a wonderful set piece! Giving you the very best from the Nigerian Professional Football League. A result, not a scoreline. This is the MPFL Tory Podcast. We are live! We are back to the Fort Celtics and three MPFS sides. <laughs> no goal scored, serious beatings, and we are back to the Fort Celtics. In the past three seasons consecutively, MPFS sides not play in the Champions League group stages. For the fifth time in six years, no MPFL club will play in the group stages of the CAF Champions League. I was thinking to myself, our local, but as it stands, Welcome to another episode of the MPFL Tory Podcast. My name is Chris, and I've got Tenuke and Sam, Jay Sam, on this episode of the podcast. The podcast is a weekly podcast focused on the MPFL and it's published every Wednesday. Guys, good to have you. Let me start with Jay Sam. Good to have you, Jay Sam, on the episode of the podcast. I know you're still heartbroken. Let me say you're not heartbroken. I'm not, I'm not even sure you were. You, were, you had hopes when we were going to North Africa. I was broken for what? The teams, the way they beat you, Nana, this case you're champion. Uh, nah, no matter, nah. <laughs> See you. <laughs> okay, uh, it's a pleasure joining you for another episode of the show. I'm pleased and happy to be here once again. Um, as regards the chances of our sides before the reverse fixtures were played over the weekend, uh, to be honest, I wouldn't say I was happy that they all lost out. But I would say uh, it's not the first time it's happening and it will not be the last time it's going to happen if we keep uh, organizing the league the way we do it. It doesn't help our teams. Uh, the other teams we are playing against on the continent, they already have an head start, which our teams don't have. We finished the season, I think, June or July. July. Two or three, July. Like three, almost three months. Mm. Three months down the line, no clear signal of when the league will start. And you look at that, players have been training, clubs have signed players, they've done their own part. But you look at the administrative part, it, it seems every four, four years we just need to come back to this same spot. 2018, it was a similar scenario before we had to play a bridge season, uh, that 2019 season, after the 2018 uh, that happened. So, I wasn't surprised that they lost that. That's why I was just laughing. Even the game, I, I, apart from the first half or first few minutes that I watched, I had to switch to something else. <laughs> I didn't bother to see the rest of the game because there was no need to, to, to see the contest now. It's just left for them to redeem their image in the Calf Comfort Cup. And if they tear them against some of these North African teams again, all the best to them. Well, I really hope that they don't get to face North African teams in the playoffs of the CAF Confederation Cup because, as it stands, we don't stand a chance against the North African sides. We have not st- stood a chance against them in the past seven, six seasons, I should say. And this time around, it doesn't look like we we'll stand a chance against these guys. Let me come to Tinuke. Tinuke, good to have you on the episode of the podcast. Ati Lule, 6-0, 2-0, 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you feel about the results? 
um disappointing. Um, I had I don't know. Um, I had high hopes. I think maybe for Plato United. Um, I will. I felt like they were maybe the team that had the best chance of maybe getting something out of it, going to the North African side. And for Quara United, I was thinking maybe because they had a two-goal margin compared to Plato United and Rivers United, I had a one-goal margin. Maybe they could do something with the two-goal margin they had, but it was not to be. And Rivers United disappointing. Even though I expected them to be beaten, but being walloped six nil was NPFA champions for that matter. That's that's non encouraging. That's something we should not even be happy to see as NPFA fans or NPFA NPFA enthusiasts. It's so disappointing to see our champion getting walloped out there. Six goals to nil, got a red card early in the match and maybe that just changed the dynamic of the game because even the red before the red card they they was they weren't really play anything spectacular but Six minutes since yesterday, I've not talked about the match because it's it's nothing to talk, talk about, so it's just let's just know that okay, superior, yes, they are better, they are this, but six new that's that's embarrassing. When Ari Song sang after the reggae, play the blue, a blue, a blue, even your champion get a champion now. within the third reverse United for that game. MPFL champion, who will be Cup Champions League champion. We don't be age mates. Shumo age me. Now we're seeing by the Casablanca do reverse United. <laughs> well, let's talk about, let's start with Splashy United, guys. Was that a penalty? Was that a penalty? Uh-huh. I, I'm not a referee now. <laughs> so the referee had judged the ball to be a penalty. From your own but, point uh, of view, replace. was that a penalty? From my own point of view, it doesn't really count here. It doesn't matter. The deal has been done. But... Um, I think it was quite glaring to everybody that the tackle happened outside the box. So I think that was the most important point. I've been seeing a lot of um, tweets and posts online about continuous fouling. That wasn't continuous fouling. He bashed it into the experienced attacker and they both went to Grant in the box. It wasn't as if it was uh, he head onto the guy's shirt. He did it. Mm-hmm. But it's surprising that uh, people tend to justify a whole lot of things. And it continues to ruin the game because that wasn't even the only um, uh, poor decision that was made by the match officials during the game. Several other ones that didn't even make the headlines happened during the course of the game. And it has always happened that way. So I'm not surprised that it has happened again and it will keep happening. And I joked uh, on a platform recently that um, more of it in the capsule public. And it's certain it will happen that way. Because we are not, um, the, the African league is not growing the way it should grow. And I have this position about the format, current format, that it still doesn't make sense to me. Why giants from uh, some of these big sites will be playing qualifiers, playoffs, before they qualify to the CAF Champions League. Instead of the CAF Super League, why don't you expand the CAF Comfort Cup as well as the CAF Champions League? Make it better. Uh, make it better than what it's, it is uh, at the moment. Because when the likes of Halal is on that, all of them are playing qualifiers. Why? But because, okay, teams are making it. And each, by every passing year, you continue to see the same style of clubs come to, uh, uh, come to the continent, to the group stages. Uh, maybe out of the 16 teams that will make the group stages, probably... 13 or 12 of them will come from North Africa, other teams from South and uh, 
um, East Africa as well. So it's it's quite one-sided, and decision making, virtually everything, tends to favor them over there. And um, there's nothing you can do about that. And that was the case of what happened against uh, happened to play to United against Esperance. Tinuke, reverse United. Yes, they were emulated six 0 but that record decision on Seidu Mutawakilu was it foolishness? Foolishness on the part of the goalkeeper, or was it a harsh decision from the referee? Um, I don't think it was harsh because right from the start of the game, you could see what he wanted to do. He wanted to keep on wasting time, and it's so foolish to see a keeper waste time so early in the game. As early as the twenty-fifth minute, you already got the first yellow card for wasting time. At that point in time, you have no business or no issue to keep on doing that antics that got you the first yellow card. This is not the MPFL. But because they are so used to the MPFL, they get they don't get punished with whatever they are doing. You see a lot of keepers and you can say they won't bring their bed bed to the field and start wasting time. Keepers sitting down removing their gloves. These are antics in the MPFL. But this is calf competitions. It should be it should be a little bit more professional than that. It was stupidity on his part and yes, he deserved to get that. Well, River Strength became the third team from Nigeria to be beaten on the continent by six goals. The first time an NPFSI got beaten by six goals was Lobby Stars in 2013 against a Mozambique side, Mukulumana Football Club. They lost by seven goals to one in 2013. In 2018, we had MFM and losing to MC Algeria in Algeria by six goals to nil. And 2022, the NPFL champions losing to the Champions of Africa, Guidad Casablanca, six goals to nil. I don't, I don't think, I don't think there's anything bad in listening to the Champions of Africa, the Champions League holders. It's like six goals to nil. Well, for Misha, they're still pride in listening to another champion, but that's just the way it is. For Cora United, Sam, they look like they were haunted by the away goals scored by um, um, RSV Berkan. Because if they had won that game, three goals to nothing, and lost it two nil in um, um, Berkan in Morocco. They could have qualified. Well, that's why I said um, these teams, they know what they need to do to qualify. They know fully well that they they are playing the return leg at home. So getting an away goal is enough for them. Even if they lose 4-1, 5-1 or something, they just know that their opponent will definitely come to sit back um, at their own backyard. So they they if you it's the same template that these North Africans play. They try to score as early as possible in the first 10, 20 minutes. And when they score that goal, they unsettle you as quick as possible. No matter the game plan you've uh, you've prepared with, immediately they, they, they score that goal, you're unsettled. So they begin to create chances after chances. So I think that was what happened to Quara United. Um, but generally on the base of, basis of the play, on Saturday, they were very, very poor, like very, very poor. And I said it uh, because they dominated the first leg, which they should have won by, say, 5-1, 4-1, there about. They didn't help them, help their situation. And our clubs, I think mentally, uh, they really need to work on it, psychologically, they need to work on it. Because these teams, you dominate them when they come to your backyard, you do your thing, you get the result. But when you go up there, it's as if um, it's a different case entirely, and you begin to see players uh, make mistakes. So I think um, that's the area for Kuala United. They have no no excuse to be honest. They literally lost the game by themselves. The plan and everything they 
a put out that they was really poor and the individual mistakes of the goalkeeper did they also help their situation. Well, Cry United are nowhere to be found on the continent anymore. They are out of continental competition. But for Rivers United and Plateau United, they still have hopes in the Cup Competition Cup playoff, uh, playoffs. If they can't get a favorable fixture in the playoff round, then they can't get into the group stages of um, the CAF Competition Cup. We've had Ayimba, Rangers, Rivers United all qualify for the group stages of the Confederation Cup in recent years. So having two guys, two teams in there this season would not be a bad idea. But the fact that we need the coefficient to rise or to keep it in the, at the same level, it won't be actually a bad one to have two of them in the group stages. But now, Sam, you made mention of um, the format. Sinrike, now, do you think CAF should change this format being used for the CAF Champions League and CAF Confederation Cup in Europe? Mostly, let me put it as mostly, we have the champions of the most leagues in Europe qualify automatically for the group stages of the UEFA Champions League. In Africa, whether you're a champion or not, you still have to play the qualifier. Should they change this format? Yeah, I think it should. Um, like just Sam said earlier, I think expansion can also work because you have a lot of teams on the continent that, want to, that would love to play in the CAF Champions and the CAF Confederations Cup. Look at the European um, side of the competition where the top leagues, according to your coefficient ranking, don't play those qualifiers. They will get to this group stage automatically. I think there was a time around where England fourth position was playing the last stage of qualification because their coefficient was a little bit down at that time. But when they were able to raise their coefficient up, the fourth is automatically gets group stage. And um, you see for the lower leagues, the minor leagues, likes of Slovakia, um, Armenia, Iceland, Scotland, those leagues play the qualification. So for Africa, if they can do something like that, um, while Casablanca likes of Spain, I don't think they should be starting. If we want to play a qualification run, they shouldn't be starting because they are playing two qualification runs before get to the group stage. For the Cup Competitions Cup, you are playing three qualification runs before get to the group stage. It should be some of these lower leagues according to the club coefficient, according to the coefficient rank. I don't think everybody should just be playing coefficients. Um, qualification rather to get to the group stage. I think they need to change the format and expand it. I think it's, it's due for an expansion. It seems, I don't think it's, if you can do sustain, sustain, I think it gives more club, more clubs the opportunity to provide for a cup um, sports and it gives even the country to have more sports in the cup competition. I think it needs some expansion and the qualification format is not just it. Well, Sam made mention of the fact that as it stands now, it's one-sided favoring only one part of Africa. And the truth is, is very correct. Because as it stands, um, of the teams that have qualified for the group stages of um, the CAF Champions League, we have seven teams from North Africa, four teams from East Africa, one from West Africa, one from Central Africa, and two from South Africa. We have one game yet to be, on this, uh, one yet to be decided. So we'll see where that uh, club, uh, what region the club will come from but this stance, that's what we have at the moment. All 15 clubs and seven of them from North Africa. Sam, you're right about this. This is one-sided huh? and it's sad that it, it almost is as if African football is not African football. Uh, they are the best sides um, on the continent. You don't take that away from them. Yeah, I understand the that sides. they are the best uh. sides on the continent when it comes to playing football on the pitch. Off it, politically, they are also winning the games. Uh, that, that is not... Um, I don't think this is a place where um, 
we will find solutions to it because i believe we have um, a new man um we have uh, the uh, Patrice Musetti at the end of affairs now and it seems uh, things are not even changing things are not changing that's why i keep forcing the idea of the super league the super league doesn't make sense and would never make sense to me because you look at it the CAF Champions League is not at the level it should be. And you are creating another league. I don't know the clubs that will play. Are they not the same clubs that are playing the Champions League? They are still the same clubs. So what are you expecting from there? It's still the same outcome. So why don't you focus on improving these two leagues, these um, tournaments that you have on ground? That has always been my, my argument. And, uh, you know, they use uh, the... The, the country rankings as well as the club rankings, and I don't think it's the best. We need a bit of expansion and working on it, but sadly, CAF are not seeing it that way. They feel 16 is enough, so they should create another Super League whereby these same teams will also play a part in it. So probably they will think and wake up one day and think of some of the decisions they've made in the past 12 months thereabout. Probably we'll see a solution then. But as of this moment, we are going nowhere with this kind of format. Well, we're going nowhere in that kind of format, and MPFL clubs are going nowhere, especially in the CAF Champions League. Now, guys, let's come back home. Under 23 team are currently preparing for their qualifiers for the under 23 AFCON, and most of the players in the squad, as called by the coach, Alisson Yusuf, are MPFL players. Now, there are controversies over the players that have been invited by Alisson Yusuf. As that early report saying absolutely had been sent off the camp because of passport issues and Sam, passport issues. Is it that they don't have passports? Or what exactly is wrong with passport issues and why are these players off the team at the moment? I don't know. I I personally do not have an idea of what exactly transpired in camp because um, the list that was initially put out by the team led by Salisi Yusuf was faulted by a lot of persons. Like even on the surface, you know that this is a terrible list. So we started seeing a lot of extended call-ups, extended call-ups, extended call-ups. Even this evening, you got to understand that um, I think a player from Niger Tornadoes um, was also called up to the team. Then some foreign imports were also brought in at the later when others have been training for several days. So it goes to show our lack of documentation and planning. If you want to invite 20 players or 40 players at once, I know that some of them would have issues. You should have sorted this out even way before they come to camp. The only that will play this under 23 qualifiers is when, like two or three months ago. And we didn't plan. Even look at when they are starting they, they, they started their preparations just last week Monday. So it goes to show the lack of the, the kind of fire brigade approach we keep uh, we keep uh, employing in situations like this. And how do we even compete? We don't know how good Tanzania is or how poor they are. Probably they, they are not even as good as we are. But you look at our players, they are not engaged. Maybe that's why they've tried to mix them with a couple of foreign-based players. But those players, when are they coming in and how will they even gel together to compete as a team? So at the moment, I'm not convinced about the manager. I'm, I, I really don't rate him. So I don't really expect much from the team. But if they make it and qualify, good for them. Well, Tunuke, um, I, I just wrote out a few names of the MPFL players that are in um, the squad as listed at the beginning. I don't know about 
what they have changed or the expansion. But this was the names I saw on the list when the players were actually invited. Kai Debankole from Remo Stars, James Ajaku from Aqua United, Tosa Adegbite from Ayimba, Chris Wise from Tlachi United, Isaiah AJ from Kwara United, Bidoba Batunde from Aqua United, who has now moved to uh, Future FC in Egypt, Maurice Chuku, Agai Kato from Tlachi United, Maurice Chuku is from Rivers United, Lekwande Dayo from Remo Stars, Nazim Awal from Rangers, Adam Yakubu from Aqua United, Joshua Alichena Ali Ch- Ali from Nasara United, Samuel Kalu, Ayimba, Chidi Wobodo, Rangers, Jerry Alex, Pillars, Mustafa Jibiri, Abia Warriors, Abdul Salam Abdul Salam, 3SC, Mohamed Zoukifiyu, Plachi United, Jonathan Alukwe, Heartland, Galifake, 3SC, and Sunday Chisum, Ayimba. If I'm to pick um, quality from this particular list I just mentioned now, Tinuke, I'll pick a little bit of quality, like Babatunde Belo, like Lekwande Dayo, like Kaede Bankole, like Galifakel. What do you think about this list, Tinuke? Um, I think most of this name you've mentioned, I think they did um, very well for themselves in the last season of the MPFL you mentioned. But um, like Jason actually said, um, my own problem is no matter how good these players are, I'm looking at the days of preparation. You want them to play in what, 11, 12 days and go and play a double-legged tight um, against Tanzania. Is this enough time for them to prepare and get something right? So that is my own first of course. I bought Good numbers of good players. The Galifake was virtually shooting start best player last season. You Absolutely. have Mohamed Sukwili of Plato United. Bedo Babatunde, despite playing for two clubs last season, I think did very well both for Sunshine Stars and um, Aqua United last season. Tosi Adegbite, that was the captain of the under-20 team. So uh, a lot of good players in there, but it's the timing for me. The time in which they are getting trained. You have Sadisi Yusuf. He's, he has done Wafu, he has done Astan Supaigus, he has done everything you could ask for in the Nigerian football game. He even relegated Canopy as we can add that one to it. And I don't know if he's the man to take us forward. <laughs> if, I, I don't know if he's the man to do the job for us and take us forward. So uh, I'm, I'm also not a big fan of Salisi Yusu, but if the guys believe in him, if they themselves and believe what they have can do the job for them i wish for the best of luck of course we are still nigerian so we are still going to support them hope they are able to get the best of tanzania over both legs but if they don't i think we can just come out here and say they didn't have enough time to enough time to do what they could have done enough time to gel and everything but we still wish them the best of luck well the olympic eagles the yeah, 23 national team uh, we'll be playing at the or in the home of former champions of the MPFL and former winners of the Continental Trophy. Uh, Shooting Stars a Sports Club of Ibadan 3 SC uh, will be the home ground for the under 23 when they take on Tanzania on the 29th of October 2022. That will be the second leg. The first leg will play in Tanzania um, this coming weekend. So Ibadan fans should come out and support the under 23 Eagles. And let's fly this color to the under 23 AFCON later next year. Uh, we still have some transfers still going on in the MPFL. We have um, a little bit of Abia Warriors just unveiling their players, Femi Thomas, and Nasser United also unveiling their new signings. We still have transfers moving right and center, despite the fact that the transfer was supposed to end September 30. Tinuke, is there something wrong with our league? Yeah, I'm listening. I said, is there something wrong uh, with our league? Something's 
something has something has always been wrong with our league. Alright, let's, let's, let's leave it there. League. Sam, when is the league starting? I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> know where the league is starting. Uh, they come this by the NFL. Where the NPFL club owners uh, went to see the new NFL. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it's just funny that some clubs that were already relegated, I don't know what they are doing on the team. The NFF to inaugurate the IMC board that was that was constituted by the uh, uh, by the Minister of Sports or the Sports Ministry. So it's it's, it's just funny with the way we are going. I, we really don't know when the, the the season will start, but let's just keep seeing what uh, it will eventually come up to. Because at the moment it still doesn't make sense. We are just going around circles, going around circles. We still come back to the same place. It really doesn't make sense. Well, let's keep our uh, fingers crossed uh, for the start of the MPFL 2022-2023 season. And also, let's keep our fingers crossed to see who reverse United and Plato United will be facing in the CAF Confederation Cup playoffs when the draws are made. This is where we'll put the full stop on this episode of the MPFL Toyo podcast. It's been a pleasure having Jay Sam and Tinuke on this episode of the MPFL Toyo podcast. Uh, next week, off our week, we'll be talking about uh, the return leg of the uh, under 23 Eagles. Hopefully, they'll have got the result from Tanzania to give us a good outing in Ibado um, in the next two weeks. My name is Chris. To the very next episode, stay safe and God bless you. Thank you.